Welcome to Monday on the Mic, the podcast that takes hair care seriously. Each month, we'll be having in-depth conversations with hair care experts and industry insiders, covering everything from ingredient intel and FAQs to hair trends and hot tips. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Monday on the Mic. I'm Kate Lancaster. I'm a beauty and lifestyle journalist, and I'll be your host for this episode where I'll be chatting to Sydney brow expert Kristen Fisher. You may know Kristen from her achingly chic double base salon, Kristen Fisher eyebrows, or maybe you know her from her hilarious exploits on Instagram. We talk about juggling motherhood with a growing business, her refreshingly authentic approach to social media, and her renewed focus on all things wellness this year. I've gotten to know Kristen throughout my years in the beauty industry, and I think you're going to love getting to know her a little better too. All right, Kristen, welcome to Monday on the Mic. Hi. <laughs> How have the last few months been for you? Well, the last few months for me have been really busy because we've been we've been open. So that for us has been, you know, it's been incredible to be back with the in the salon. But prior to that, when, when we were all closed, I also thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> um, just having that time off was really nice and having time with my family and cooking at home and exercising, that was really good. But, yeah, the last few months have been really busy, so I can't complain. Going back to um, your childhood and how you grew up, did you always have this kind of, um, you have such an energy about you that you're very well known for. Did you always kind of <laughs> have that have that growing up? Yeah, I think I've always had this this energy. Um, you know, I've always been, you know, a bit of a, not a wild child. I shouldn't say wild child. I've always been very lovable, but yeah, always been quite loud and fun and good time girl. Um but growing up, I had a really great childhood. I can't complain. I had a really supportive family and I was definitely born beauty obsessed. Like I can remember from a young age, this is really bad, but I used to um, tweeze my brother's eyelashes <laughs> and keep them in a jar. Like I don't know what game we were playing. It was sort of like a nursing game. And I said, I'm the nurse and you're the patient. I have to tweeze your eyelashes, like fully pulling out his eyelashes. And I reckon I would have been like seven or eight. <laughs> Thankfully, now we don't pull out lashes. <laughs> Pull out brow hairs. <laughs> you were really close though. And my mum's a hairdresser, but well, she was, well, she kind of is, was. And so she's always been quite beauty obsessed. Well, she's a really quite beautiful, glamorous woman. So we grew up with that, which was really, I guess, instilled in us from a young age. My sisters and I and my brother, he's always used good skincare. So we've all kind of been, you know, around that for a long time, which has been good. Any like big beauty mistakes in high school? Like, did you over tweeze your brows? I took a razor to school and shaved down the middle of my eyebrow, and I had this full on like it was. I was only little. I would have been year seven, I think. So a razor the size of a razor. I had a big block taken from the middle of my eyebrow, and I got home. My mum was like, "What have you done?" <laughs> um, but that's about it. That's all I can think oh. of. I haven't really had many beauty mishaps, which obviously means it was probably. It ran deep, you know, like I knew what I was doing from a young age. Yes. So um, when did you sort of have that realisation that, you know, not only was this something that you really loved, it was something that you wanted to do? So I, I went to boarding school and I think I probably touched on this a couple of times before, but I always was the one doing people's makeup and hair and everything at boarding school, which I knew I kind of loved it. Everyone always would come to me and ask me to do their brows or hair and we used to get the iron like the actual iron to iron our uniforms. We used to get the iron and like I'd be ironing people's hair on the floor in our rooms at boarding school, which was probably so bad for the hair now that I look back. And I said, I cut a girl fringe. I cut this terrible fringe on this girl. She was 
called the pineapple after because it was so spiky. Uh, but then I did get better. So then I started doing sort of um, work experience at David Jones and different hair salons and things like that. So I knew I wanted to do beauty. And it wasn't, I mean, getting into eyebrows was more when I moved to Sydney, so that was further down the track. But, yeah, I definitely always wanted to do beauty. And I've, I've spoken to people about this before. I went to a, a good girls' school and I didn't want to do my TA, which is your version of the HSC over here, I guess. I knew I wanted to do beauty and I stuck to it and here I am. I love that. So from this you know, kind of little beauty shop of horrors Literally. that you were running in that you then um, started your first business like quite young in, in Perth. What was it like doing that? Um, I mean, it was hard work, I'm not going to lie. I was 18 and it was long days and six-day weeks and things like that. But as I said, I have, have quite a supportive family and I've got a family where we, my parents have small business, so that's, you know, my dad was helping me run it and what have you. So that was hard. it was hard work, I'm not going to lie, but learning, just learning about business, learning all the back end of business, which I'd never, you know, really cared for about, not to, not to, you know, to be truthful. And that was really interesting as well, which I probably didn't learn enough back then. I just didn't really care so much. And I wish I had learned more from my dad because he's obviously been in business for so long. Um, but that was hard work. Um, I worked six days a week. I worked long days and I made a pretty good little wicket for an 18 year old <laughs> back then. And then I sold that. I sold that business when I was 23. I moved to Sydney. What did that business teach you um, that you sort of carried down the track later on? Was there like important lessons that you picked up I think on? From, I mean, just being in beauty, but also having my own business, I kind of learned because of, of my, the nature of who I am and how I, my disposition anyway is quite bubbly and energetic. And I guess like women become more like friends to you. And obviously I was doing Brazilians, that salon was a Brazilian waxing salon. So they were really quite vulnerable laying on the bed. And so I became quite close with everyone and learned how to make people feel comfortable. And that was my, I guess, knack going forward. And I realized if you make people feel comfortable, it makes them feel good about, you know, like where they are, they relax, the treatment becomes better. And it was this sort of flow and effect. And that is where I realized that I was probably good at that, making people feel happy. And so I knew that that was, I guess, my, you know, calling in life <laughs> um, to really make people feel better about themselves. So even though that was Brazilian waxing and it probably wasn't, I wasn't curing cancer or anything like that. The chats that we had there were pretty, you know. You're so vulnerable with, especially in, it, it really is, is unique, a unique quality to be able to make someone feel comfortable and not only feel comfortable, but have like a fun conversation. Oh, their legs are in the air and you're waxing them. The things that we talk about in those times were incredible. Like I still am quite good friends with clients from like now I'm fast turn 35, you know, it's a long time ago. (laughs) Then what prompted that move to Sydney? What made you just want to be like, I'm, I'm packing up and heading off to the big smoke? Sydney's good fun. We all know that. (laughs) I was 23. No, I kind of wanted to, um, I wanted to explore outside of Perth. So I lived in Broome, like that small country town of Broome where I grew up and then moved to Perth when I went to boarding school. And that's when I left boarding school, I set up that salon. So at the age of 23, I just thought, Let's, what else is out there? So I came to Sydney and I had a group of friends here that I'd met through someone that I was dating. And I just wanted, there's a lot more opportunity here. Um, but when I moved to Sydney, I was just, I got a job, which I hadn't had a job. So that's the first time I'd been working for someone else, which was probably also really good in my journey I look back and I think that was really good because I was earning stupid money when I was in Perth living at home with my parents not knowing what to do with it and then I went back to the real world where I earned a salary and not a very big one at that and living in Sydney having to pay rent so it's probably really good I learned a lot in that period of my life I learned 
how to budget, which I probably should, you know, go back and <laughs> see if you can teach me some things about that now. Would love those tips. If anyone anyone else has some tips, can I throw them our way? <laughs> and then, so you were obviously working full time. What made you decide that you wanted to go out on your own again in Sydney and do brows? So I was doing eyebrows at that salon. Then I'd moved to another place. So I had two two separate jobs before I opened KFE. Um, and so then, I guess to be honest, I wasn't making enough money. Like Sydney's expensive, and I wanted to stay living here. So I was determined. I thought. I, my, obviously, like I said before, my business in Perth, I'd built up a really good relationship with a lot of clients through these two salons in Sydney. And they were saying to me, you should do your own thing. You know, we'd come to you, you should do your own thing. And that's how it kind of started. So it was actually Pip Edwards who was the first one that said to me, you know, start your own business and start coming to Sassambide and coming doing, coming doing brows out for all the women at Sassambide. So I started doing that. Then I'd go to Cosmo Bag with Lee Campbell and did all the women there. Then I had a friend that was at Napoleon Purtis in Alexandria, so I'd drive out there and do all those girls. So it became this mobile brow business to begin with. Mm. And then my husband back then had this gym, a little tiny hole-in-the-wall room, and he said, you can have that room and start doing brows out of it. So I did that, and um, the rest is history. So, yeah, I went from I think I was earning like $600 a week, and then I started making that in a day way back then. I remember thinking, oh, my God, why didn't I do this sooner? Like I was 20, I think I'd been 24, 25 at that point. So it's pretty, not long after I'd li- moved here. Did you ever have any any feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fleeting. I guess you just have to take the risk. And I didn't really have a lot of risk back then. The rent on his little room was $100 a week, <laughs> which I knew was not a lot. Um, so there wasn't a lot of risk, but I still think back if I was to, if I were to have moved into a proper you know, like a proper space, proper commercial space, I think I still would have done it. You know, like you just, you got to back yourself, obviously, which I, and that's one thing I always say to people that are considering going into business. Just think of your why and think about the worst case scenario. And, you know, so you're always better off if you do it. Monday Hair Care is changing the hair game by making luxury accessible. Our products cost you less, but don't compromise on results. Look out for our cute pink bottles on your supermarket shelf. Monday, high quality hair care, happy wallets. And uh, what do you think it was about KFE that made it become such a iconic place to go for brows? Me, obviously. <laughs> um, no, I mean, obviously <laughs> we have a really great loyal client base and they've been coming for years and years and years. And I think just the generous and really relaxed nature of this our business, like this brand, because of how I am, I mean, look at me, <laughs> I'm very relaxed, as you can see, and I'm here at work all day today throwing back-to-back clients. Um, I think people like that. It's not stiff. People come in like this. It's this palatial, beautiful place, as you've seen. But people come, like I'm in sneakers, jeans, and a jumper. It's not, we're not dressed up to the nines. People come in their gym gear. It's really relaxed. And women love that. And plus, obviously, making people feel good about themselves, it just became this, yeah, a bit of a cult brand, I guess, which I'm pretty proud of. And again, I just think it was obviously the relaxed approach to beauty that we have. Yeah. And, and I hire staff based on that. So I'm pretty fussy mm. with who I hire. So they have to kind of have that relaxed sort of, I guess, vibe as well. Yeah. And obviously 
you know, the, the kind of demeanor that you've built your business on. Yeah, some people come in and they're just so timid and so shy and they're just, because this is a big thing for them, just getting their eyebrows done. We just have to keep making conversation. And some people, some people don't want to talk and you pick up on that and you don't talk, obviously. But once you can really work, like someone's really nervous, I just, I work them around. They're totally fine by the end of it. So then after that, that initial space, um, obviously you moved to Double Bay, your business started growing. What was it like going from having such a small team to hiring more staff? And, you know, you, we went from it being just, you know, you to hiring all of these amazing new girls. What was that like? That was, that was hard. I'm not going to lie. That was really the hardest jump. That would have been the hardest jump out of all of the jumps. That would have been the biggest one just because of the risk that I, we took to move here it was huge. Like, it was a hundred times bigger than any of the other risks I'd taken. And it was a much more long-term risk. <laughs> so we had to, you know, really make sure. The, the figures probably didn't really add up to begin with, but I was like, stuff, let's just do it. <laughs> um, but it's so rewarding, you know, coming over here and moving spaces and seeing how it just, I just trusted the process. I didn't really, everyone was kind of saying, you don't, don't do it, don't do it. And I just thought, no, I'm going to do it. And if I'll, I'll make it work, you know, we'll just have to make it work. That's how I operate. But I've had a really good team, which I'm so thankful for. We've kind of had this unspoken agreement for years <laughs> that it's all their business as well. So I treat them like they're part owners and they're not only because then if that were the case, they probably have sleepless nights like I do, <laughs> but they all get obviously, you know, a lot more responsibility. And I guess that makes them, you know, they just step up a bit more, which has helped me. I haven't had to have this huge management team forever. I feel like now we're kind of in a really good place with that. We've got some really good girls and everyone's everything's running really smoothly. And the girls are really, really great. And one of the things I really like about your business, having been there, you know, many times over many years as a beauty editor, um, they're very, very genuine. And if you don't something, they, they will just tell you not to get it. I had a lady booked in last week. She was on the bed and she'd been booked in for six months. Like that's how long her, she'd been waiting for. She paid her deposit. And the deposit's quite high. We have a quite a high deposit because it's a three-hour appointment. So it's a $500 deposit. It's such a long book. People have booked so far in advance as well. And so she's come in, she's laying on the bed, and I just said, I was chatting right her, and I just said, you don't need this. I said, why, why have you booked in for this? She said, oh, because I thought, I said, no, no, you don't need this. You need a wax. You need a wax and a tint. Like, you don't need the tattooing. That's like, if you need it, I'd tell you. And we talked and talked for an hour. Then I did her brows. She's like, Kristen, I love them. They're perfect. And I just waxed them. And she was so pleased. Anyway, a wax with me is $100, so wax and tin. That's an hour. was an hour of my time. And so I refunded her the $400. And she goes, no, 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 you keep that. Like I've taken up. I said, no. I said, you take the deposit back. You don't need your brows. I mean, obviously this doesn't happen all the time, but she didn't need her brows tattooed. She loved that I was so honest with her. And then I gave her that back. So I was like, you don't need it. Like just because it's a trend, if you don't need it, you don't need it. We tell everyone that. If they don't need it. If they do need it, I, I will recommend getting it done. But if you don't need it, then don't get it. It's, it's a lot of upkeep. I can imagine it'd be a lot of upkeep. Your sort of integrity in your business as well is something that's given you such strong um, friendships in the beauty industry. Like you mentioned Lee before, friends with so many other salon owners. And that's something that um, I know is really important to you. When everything was going on with COVID, I remember seeing you post about, you know, the fact that you know, salons were able to stay open for haircuts, but how come beauty businesses weren't? I think that got a little bit misconstrued only because I wasn't, I was more than happy for my hair salon friends to be open. I'm like, go for it. I just think it just didn't make sense. When I'd go past the barber down the road and he's waxing nostrils and clipping beards, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. No one's wearing a mask there. Um, but yeah, so I, I, listen, I became a bit of an advocate for the, the beauty industry 
and I think I was a bit of a voice just because I've got a bit of, I guess, a bit, bit of a platform. But I understand why they did everything. But at the same time, I just think it was obviously uncharted waters. No one knew what they were doing. But yeah, the beauty girls were so thankful that we were able that I was speaking up for them. And even my hair friends were like, "Yeah, we don't get it. Like, why are we open and you're not?" No, for sure. One of my favourite quotes from that post was actually when you said, like, you've got to be Inspector Gadget to be able to cut hair. One and a half metres. Seriously, Lou, like, how are you cutting hair one and a half? How are you doing something blow dry? A 30-minute appointment as well. Okay, we all know what happens in a 30-minute appointment and it's nothing to do with female hair, all right? (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go there again. You know, a lot of those businesses are female founded and that's something that, you know, you've always been a really strong proponent of. You have Monday stocked in your salon, you have Ultraviolet from like our beloved Ava stocked in the salon. Why is supporting fellow women in business so important to you? Because we are the future. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of girlfriends in business, particularly in beauty, and I love it. I just feel like, again, going back to that COVID time, I don't think it's taken that seriously yet. And I feel like, after all that happened, I think the men that are in sort of high places were kind of like, wow, this is actually a real big industry, you know? But yeah, so supporting women in business, I mean, it's always been my thing. That's how I've got to where I am. So I guess I'm just, we pay pay it forward and if it goes around, comes around, right? Definitely. Um, And I think that that, you know, you see that kind of a result with the KFE market and all of the brands who immediately jumped on board. You know, so many I know were... um, Female founded. Yeah, so many, like... And I feel like women just being nurturing and and that's how we are. We just want to help. Everyone wants to help. Like that's what women do. And so that was really, that was so special that I'll never, ever forget the outpouring of love that every, like we received. And again, I remember like they just kept rolling in and a lot were female founded, I guess, because of my following it sort of was based all around Instagram. So a lot were women anyway, but um, I think I've always had also a very non-competitive attitude in business. I kind of have stuck in my own lane forever and I'm not really too fussed on what's going on around me. And I'm very supportive of everyone and inclusive of everyone. I think that's really important because at the end of the day, that shines through. Our Monday hashtag goals are simple, to add a little bit of affordable luxury to your everyday. So hearing how much you love Monday and seeing your pics means the world to us. Keep it coming and don't forget to tag us at Monday Hair Care. How did you and uh, Jamie our Monday fighter. So Jane was a client of KFE, which I'd actually never done her because I was always, I don't know, probably was parenting or tattooing or whatever at the time, but she was coming to KFE when she was working at Black um, with a few of the black girls. So she started coming to KFE and we just kind of hit it off. I don't know how we even started talking one day. We just did. We're Instagram buddies. And then we started talking about working on a few different things together. So that's all hush, hush. <laughs> um, um, so then, yeah, so she came to me a year or so ago, a bit longer ago, and said, I'd like to you to be a Monday Muse. And I was like, this sounds awesome. Yep. And so then obviously got sent the product, loved the product, and the rest is history. And then we actually, I've actually flown and stayed at their house in Auckland. It was incredible. Like, the house is amazing. We had so much fun over there with them, with her and Nick. When it comes to Monday, like once you actually got your hands on the product, like what, what did you love about it? Why does it work for you? First of all, the scent is amazing. I think as everyone's the first thing. Uh, my hair was glossy. I love supermarket shampoo it's been my thing forever I like really you know expensive skincare which we all know I've got it <laughs> uh, but I've always loved set supermarket shampoos so for me it wasn't like I know that people were like oh I use the stars and I don't know about to change over and da 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 obviously it sells out everywhere so people are loving it but yeah I've always loved supermarket shampoo so I had no problem with 
if you know if it was going to be up to scratch. But yeah, I'd love the scent and my hair was shiny. Love that. Um, so let's talk about your beauty routine. Um, what is your go-to everyday makeup look? I saw you sharing it on Instagram the other day and there were some great little products in there. So my go-to everyday, I don't really wear a lot of foundation. I wear like um, like a CC cream or not even, just sometimes concealer, bit of bronzer. Um, I love the NARS Climax. Is it Climax? NARS Climax. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. And what else have I been wearing lately? I mean, I don't wear a lot during the day, to be honest. It's more just sunscreen and then some concealer, a bit of lip gloss. Uh, but my beauty routine is pretty up there. I mean, I'm, pro- I'm sure you probably saw <laughs> It's very detailed. It goes on for a long time. So how long have we got left of this? Uh, my beauty routine, it's changes. It's changing all the time. I've just actually bought that Augustinus Beta. Is that what it's called? It's so good. Bought the cream because I thought it was stuff that I wanted. It's expensive. I'm going to try. <laughs> um, but I'm loving it. It's my favorite. Is it? Do you use the cream or the rich cream? I use the cream. The lighter one? The, the lighter one because I have oily combination skin. And so the rich one can just be a little bit heavy on me. Um, it's But I've used the rich cream as well. It's so, so, so yeah, good. Yeah, okay. So good. Um, so, yeah, I I'm using this La Roche-Posay cleanser, which I just love. It's so good. And then I'm using Rationale all the day range, one, two, and three, and the eye cream. Mm-hmm. And the ultraviolet on top, obviously. And then at night is when I start getting a bit complicated. So last night I, I actually bought the Omnilux contour mask. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. Sorry, for the first time last night. That was amazing. For those that are listening, it's like a red LED light contour mask, which contours to your face. How long? 10 minutes. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. Can you um, – yeah. I've used a few of them in my time and the only thing I find is that it's really kind of hard to do anything while you're wearing it. Like they've cut out eye, eye bits. You can actually – like I was on my phone, I was emailing. I didn't want to watch TV because I was like, you can still see a bit of the red light. Yeah, it was fine. And then I've been using a lot of jojoba oil, which I'm loving at night. Jojoba is amazing. Yeah, I think I've over though because I woke up with two pimples today. So I was like, right. <laughs> I've never done that for Hoba. <laughs> and I'm about to trial. I just got sent the whole range of this incredible skincare range called The Secret. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. I haven't tried it. Yeah. So look it up. It's doctor prescribed. So I got it prescribed by a doctor, by the doctor, one of the doctors who created it. And um, I'm about to start trialing that. So I'm really excited for that. The results are incredible. Yeah, so my skincare routine, I could go on forever. It changes every night because I'm doing something different every day. Well, you can bloody tell because you have amazing, amazing skin. Um, what about when it comes to treatments? Do you regularly go and get um, facials when you have, you know, a minute of time? Yes, the old me. Yeah, no, I have. I do. I get four weekly facials. I always get, and I was about to start a, um, a laser, like a, series of laser treatments. I just haven't got the time right now, but I'm so booked out. So next year is going to be get back on track with skin and to do some laser because I really wanted to do some of the halo laser and shrink my pores because I can't get Botox. I know. I saw that the other day too. Oh, my gosh, you poor soul. I mean, you don't have to worry because you look incredible. Thanks, girl. Um, in this, I'm in this, stuck in this room all day every day at the moment, just flat out with clients. But um, what I get my brows done, obviously, and I get – my lashes done. I get a lash lift and I get my nails done every two weeks and I get a spray tan every week. So listen, I get a bit done. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm not going without that's for sure. I'm so not low maintenance. I'm all about it. Like people were like, I'm really minimal. I'm not. I get a lot done. 
all the time and I love it, but that's, I'm allowed to. (laughs) You may have guessed that the Monday team loves pink. What you may not know is that we also love animals. So much so that absolutely none of our testing has been done on them. We've even got the Peter Poor of Approval. Shop Cruelty Free Monday at Coles. Um, And obviously, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you've been trying to prioritise health and fitness. How do you kind of incorporate that into your day and what kind of things do you like to do? Okay, so for example, today I dropped my little girl at school at nine and I had a client at 10 and I've got my little boy all day on a Thursday. So he kind of just faffs around and comes into the salon and Anyway, so I was like, right, at 9.15, I thought, I've got 45 minutes. Let's go and do some stairs, which I knew that the 45 minutes is not even 45 minutes. It's like, so I managed to do three or four sets of stairs with him sitting at the bottom, calling out, go, mum. And I've been there for 15 minutes when I got a coffee and went home, got changed and came to work. And I was like, that is all I had today. So I did that because I'm here till seven tonight. And then tomorrow I've got a planned in a walk. So I just have to make sure I book it into my calendar because if I don't, the reception just keeps booking in tattoos and clients with me. So if I book it into the system, into my calendar, it's there and no one can move it. But I I never used to do that. So now I'm doing that, which has probably been the biggest challenge. It's like prioritizing me because if a client calls, they're desperate Kristen, like one today called and she said her auntie's going in for chemo and she needs, she's getting chemo in two weeks time and she needs to get tattooing done within the next two weeks. And if you were to call the reception, they'd say, oh, Kristen's booked out till Feb. But I was like, no, obviously I'll get her in. And I just delete one of my big walks, which is fine. I have to walk another time. But, you know, if it's something like that, I would. But, yeah, if my walks aren't booked into my calendar, they don't, they don't happen. But, yeah, all I'm doing at the moment is walking, working or not working. I think just trying to, you know, you just have to allocate that time and just be disciplined, you know, stick to it. And if it's there, don't move it. Yeah. And you're really honest about that on your social media, which is something I know a lot of people really love. They love seeing you share, you know, the, the, the struggles of juggling with parenting mm. and, um, you know, you've also been really honest about, you know, mental health and, and trying to yeah. make that, you know, a real priority as well. What What is yeah. it that motivates you to speak so openly about those kind of topics with your followers? I think I've always been like this and I actually have had to pair it back. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my girl too next to me. She's like, watches me like a hawk all the time. So yeah, I probably would be a bit more vocal if I could, but I've been trained to not be um, just to protect myself <laughs> but in the brand no but I am listen I'm very honest I've always been this way I'm an oversharer and I find that it helps a lot of people I think a lot of people this in this scene actually be a bit stuffy and a bit stiff and they don't say what they're thinking and it you know they're kind of lying to themselves I've always been honest I've got no problem with being honest but yeah when all of this like the move between the two salons started happening and I was just really my cup overflowed my GP suggested going on that and I Lexapro anti-anxiety medication and I avoided it for ages. I was like, no, 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 no. And then my dad was like, maybe just try it after a couple of months. And I did. And the difference was incredible. So I was like, far out. I've just been like, you know, keeping my head above water, just trying to like keep the family afloat, the business afloat, like everything, you know, everything working. And now just things are so much easier to manage. Um, But yeah, I am definitely an oversharer, but I have no problem with it. Um, and finally, before I let you get back to all of your clients who are probably banging down the door right now, um, when do you feel you're most beautiful? The day after a spray tan. <laughs> Amen. 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 Right? Am I right? No, when, I, when I've got everything, you know how there's a maintenance week? I'm in that week right now. So this is like next, sorry, next week's when I'm getting everything done because next week's my birthday week actually. So next week I'll feel my most beautiful because it's hair colour, nails, 
facial, everything you can think of is getting done next week. Waxing. Next week I'll feel a million dollars. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on Monday and the Mic. We love you and um, we really love hearing all about your business and you're the ultimate girl boss, so it's been awesome learning from you. Thank you so much. So good to talk to you. I can't wait to see you again. I know. I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for joining us for Monday on the Mic. Proudly brought to you by Monday Hair Care. We'd love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs with any questions you'd like to hear answered in the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. 